Hi, I'm Wayne Hines and the pastor of Grace Church Australia. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. We hope it is inspirational and it equips you to make known the name of Jesus. You can stay connected with us during the week by going to gracegathering.online. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Amen. You can shout hallelujah if you believe it. (laughs) Amen. My prayer this morning, church, this isn't in my notes, but my prayer this morning is that God would visit us this morning. And in that, I don't know, Holy Spirit was there. (laughs) And overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm believing for our community. I'm believing the power of the Holy Spirit to move like that, to transform, to, to bring us, overwhelm us and bring us to our knees. That's our God. Amen. So this morning I want to um, revisit our vision for this, uh, this year, for 2021. And we've kind of, as we know, we started with a bang and then things happen and so we kind of haven't revisited what our, what our vision is um, for a long time. And because we're um, about to enter into the Christmas season, this is the last Sunday before we enter into that Christmas season and we go away. So I just wanted to um, spend some time today revisiting our vision because um, it's important, and I'll explain in a moment, but it's important in um, where we're headed. So um, that's where we're headed today. Yes. Thank you, Wayne. (laughs) Vision revisited. So um, our vision for this year for Grace Church was our community. And um, because of lockdowns and things, we maybe, you know, we might have been squashed a little bit in what we wanted to have achieved. But that doesn't limit what God's already been doing. Okay, so in the natural, we might have been squashed in in terms of doing what we would like to have done. But behind the scenes, God has been moving. And so the vision um, was given to us, I've got to go back a little step to go forward, especially if you're visiting with us today. So the vision was given to us by God as a three-year plan. Now, we don't normally get vision like that. Normally we get vision from God year to year and he kind of step, uh, shows us step by step what he is doing. But um, this last vision, and it started at the end of 2019, God actually gave us the vision for 2020, which was the word transform. But he then followed it up by giving us the vision for 2021 this year, our community, and 2022, which is, hopefully up there, in the name of Jesus. So together it was a complete thought. Okay, It was what he was planning to do. And um, if you read it, transform our community in the name of Jesus. And that's the plan that he has for us. Okay, so we need to revisit that to understand where we're going into for next year. And at the time, as I said, God always gave us the vision year by year and it made sense when we look back. But he actually gave us a forward-thinking vision this, this time. So normally we would take a step and we'd go, oh, that made sense, that made sense. But he actually wanted to prepare us ahead of time for what was to come. And I didn't really understand it and what was I was kind of asking him, 
Why are you giving us three years? It didn't make any sense. But remember, this was at the end of 2019. No one had heard of COVID by then. But God always is in control and knows what is happening. And so um, I wasn't really kind of sure. Well, I hold it really close, God. I'm not sure what you're doing, but okay, I feel that's where you want us to head. Um, so the purpose wasn't clear. And at that time, as I said, no one had even heard of COVID, let alone the craziness the turmoil, the fear that would then come through 2020 and again this year in 2021. So when I look back at it now, I understand why he did. He actually wanted to anchor us as believers in Grace Church to say, I know what I'm doing. This is the plan and this is where we're headed. We don't need to scatter in fear there is an anchor in what I want to do through and in Grace Church. And so he anchored us as a body of believers. And I know through this season, through 2020 and this year in 2021, we can feel like maybe we've lost momentum. Some of us have lost heart at what has been happening in the world with restrictions and not being able to connect and gather. And some of us have lost heart. But I believe God gave us that three-year vision ahead of time to keep us anchored. We know where we were going. We know where we are going. And we didn't have to go, oh, what's next? What's next? Like we had in the past, we just took that one step. That one step. But God said, this is where we're going, Grace Church. And he gave us that complete thought. Transform our community in the name of Jesus. And nothing is lost in the kingdom of God. You can go like this if you believe that. Oh, a few. <laughs> nothing is lost in the kingdom of God. In the natural, it may look like, as I said, we've lost momentum. We've been restricted. We can't meet. Oh, it's online. I haven't seen my friends. I haven't been in connect with family. But nothing is lost in the kingdom of God. God wants us to keep his plans and purposes at the centre. And that's what I believe he gave, why he gave us that three-year plan. It was all before COVID hit. It was at the end of 2019. And he said, Grace Church, this is where we're going. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Momentum is still there. I'm still God. I'm still on the throne. And we're going to come out the other side into 2022 in the name of Jesus. Amen. So as a church, maybe we haven't been able to experience such a huge uh, transformation that we would have liked to have seen in our community. I know for me, it was stirring at the start of the year, let's get in, let's do it, you know. And then again, lockdown. And it feels like, mate, oh, we haven't been able to achieve. But don't underestimate what God has been doing behind the scenes. He's prepared you, he's positioned you, and he has um, had us on our knees praying when we can't do anything else in the physical, he's had us on our knees praying, blessing, sowing into the spiritual realm. So there is something moving, church, even though we may not see it in the natural. God's been teaching us to stand firm in our faith. He's been wanting us to keep our eyes on him and he wants us to continue, like we have been learning through this season of COVID, to trust that he is good in every situation. No matter what's coming our way, fear, anxiety, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know the next thing, the next thing. 
but he wants us to trust him in every situation. And that's what he's been teaching us because we need it for the next step. We need it for the next thing he is about to unleash on the world. So over the past two years and across the whole world, the enemy has tried it on. I don't know if you've noticed. (laughs) He is God's adversary. Make no mistake. He is the enemy of God. And he hates humankind with a passion. Not just believers, but humankind. He hates it. And so... Um, he's done everything over the last couple of years. He's done his best to bring death, disease and fear to every person in every nation. But the simple truth is that the enemy is only counter-attacking. I want you to think about that for a moment, church. He's only counter-attacking because he's counter-attacking in the natural. um, But the the thing that you need to know that a counter-attack comes after the real thing. He's counter-attacking the major movement of God that has been and is continuing to build in the supernatural. God is moving and has been moving and is continuing to move and the enemy is playing catch-up. He's counter-attacking what God is already doing. And it must be something big, church, to shut down a world for two years. Thank you, Holy Spirit. (laughs) To shut down a world for two years, what God is doing is going to be spectacular. The enemy is a fraud. Jesus is the victor. Amen? Jesus is the victor. And so he's coming and he's counterattacking, but God's got his army of angels and hosts, and he is moving. And he is moving from before, pre-COVID. And he's moving through COVID. And he's moving through into these, this last day's season. And the enemy knows his time is short. I can't wait to see that major move of God. He is counterattacking what God is already doing. So the enemy has tried to restrict freedoms, bring death and fear to all people across the world. He has tried to bring division and hate among families. He's restricted people from gathering and connecting and brought poverty and social injustice to people groups all across the world all in an attempt to shut down what God is doing. And the interesting thing, as I said, is that the enemy is just a counter-attack. He is countering what God has already been moving on. God moves first. So I can't imagine, and I, I kind of ask God this question, what are you doing, God? Show me what is going on in the spiritual realm, behind the scenes, for the enemy to have attacked the world so strongly. Can you get a hold of that, church? God moves first. So what God is doing is bigger and greater. Amen? Where we are seeing worldwide worldwide restriction of freedoms, 
God has been preparing a supernatural outpouring of liberty for the captives. Where enemy is doing something in the natural, God is doing the opposite in the supernatural. Where we are seeing worldwide disease and loss of life, God is preparing a supernatural outpouring of health and an abundance of life. Where there is fear, God is ready to bring faith. That is what God is doing and the enemy is just playing catch up. So the enemy is just a counterfeiting movement. And if we think about that, as I said, the counterfeit comes after the real. If you think of that in terms of a natural thing. When you counterfeit something, you have to first have the original. God is the original. His plans and purposes, kingdom plans and purposes are moving ahead and the enemy is playing catch-up, counterfeiting. The original is the best version. The counterfeit is never as good as the original. Amen? You can tell a counterfeit. So I want to encourage you, church, keep your eyes on the original. The creator of all things. He's the original. He is orchestrating something spectacular, something priceless, of immeasurable value. And he has been moving on it way before COVID showed up. Keep your eyes on the creator, the original. Habakkuk 1 verse 5. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work, a, work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. That is what he's doing, church. That is what he's always doing. Great masterpieces are put on display. Look and see what the master creator is doing. We know in the natural you go and look at something. It's on display for everyone to see. And that's what God's doing. It will not be hidden. It will be on display for the whole world to see. Psalm 19 verse 1 to 4. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. God's masterpiece will be on display for all to see. And I just keep, for a long time now, I just keep getting that every knee will bow. There's just not, I just love it. I go, there's just nothing that the enemy can do and God's majesty will be on display for all to see and every knee will bow. Every person, you know, that's kind of laughed at Christians and said how ridiculous we are. I don't mean this in a mean way, but, you know, every knee will bow and they'll be like, oh, my goodness. Every knee will bow. 
So during the last lockdown this year, I remember feeling a sense of hopelessness at the way fear began to take hold of our nation. Fear was fueled by politicians and the media. People's opinions of COVID became relentless and aggressive. And I kind of wrestled with God about what was happening to our sense of identity as a nation and our sense of community as a nation. And I just saw fear was keeping people tied to the natural circumstances around them. My mum's one of those. Please pray for her. And I could see what the enemy was doing. He was bringing hate. He was bringing fear and disunity. But I wanted to know what God was doing because I know that God is still in control. So in amongst all of that fear and uh, disunity that was being brought, I said, God, what are you doing? I don't want to focus on what is happening around me. But I want to know what you're doing. So I asked him, what are you doing, God? (laughs) Good to ask God questions. And he will show you. He will show you if you ask him. It may not be straight away, but I've had so many instances where I've been asking God questions and then I say, oh, Wayne, I was asking God this. And then, you know, a week later it pops up and the answer's right there. He's faithful in answering your questions. So I asked him, what are you doing, God? I'm deliberately not going to look at the natural. That's what I decided in the middle of the last lockdown. And I want you to show me what you are doing. What is the bigger kingdom picture in all of this? Now, as a believer, the Bible tells us what's going to happen in the last days in the natural. We can read it. We know about it. Okay? But I want to know what you're doing unseen behind the scenes, God. What are you doing in the supernatural? What is the spiritual thing that you are doing? And as I said, there is going to be and a majestic outpouring on display of who God is. Um, But the interesting thing is, and sadly, is that there are many Christians in my world, personal world, and also across the world, who have actually missed what he was and is continuing to do in the here and now. There's a bigger picture at play, church. A kingdom picture. And um, I want to encourage you to continue to pray. I know it's been on Lynn and my heart, and I'll, I'll share about that in a moment. But to, to continue to pray that the church would have eyes to see and would have the faith to stand steadfast in these last days. They need to have eyes to see and ears to hear what God is doing and not be caught up in fear. So in this last day season, God is rallying the church, his bride. You're unsure of what's happening. That's what he's doing. He's going, come on. Come on. There's a war. I have an adversary. And you're part of that to bring in the harvest. Stand steadfast in your faith. Be fearless. And I will bring about the harvest. There are souls at stake, church. And God doesn't want any to perish. So he's rallying the church, his bride-to-be, to be steadfast in their faith, to have purity in their worship, to draw close to him under the shadow of his wings. He's saying, just sit right here. Walk with me, just sit right here. It seems out there, seems, what is happening? 
sit right here with me. Walk each day as it comes and deal with whatever it brings each day with him. I've learnt this over this last past season, a few weeks, uh, months, that I don't know what's going to happen from day to day. I literally don't. So many fiery darts coming and I just, and Wayne's been in the same position. We just sat with God and going, what's next? But you are good. But you are good and I praise you and I open my mouth and I worship you and then I take on the next day. That's where I'm up to. (laughs) Thank you, God. He is urging us by his spirit to keep our ear close to the Father's heartbeat like never before. This isn't a time to grow weary. It's to stand steadfast and to be so close to God. Listen to what he's doing. If you've been listening to messages, songs or prophetic words that have come out throughout this year, then you would have heard that God is on the move. That there is a sense of expectation and breakthrough of the kingdom of God about to come. God is aligning his kingdom plans and purposes and he is about to swamp our nation with his glory. Amen? I got that word swamp. I thought that's weird, God, but I put it in there. But that's what it is. It's like... No one escapes. Every knee will bow. Amen? Supernatural breakthrough is coming. God is bringing freedom like never before. The enemy with all his restrictions, confinements and barriers is always playing catch up. He's trying to thwart. If you think of like a battle, he's like, what's God doing over here? But stop that. God, there's an army over here. Got to stop that. He's playing catch up. God is already on the move. And the enemy is trying to say, well, stop that here, barrier here. But God is on the move. For the whole world to be shut down and confined with restrictions, as I said, for two years, how unfathomable will be the explosive nature of God's freedom when it is unleashed? Think about that for a moment, church. If if the enemy can bring the world to a close, to a stop, for two years, what is God going to do? Unfathomable. Freedom. Set the captives free. Amen? Jesus has the victory. And we know how the story ends, church. Amen? So I also wanted to remind you again about our our community vision where um, God gave me the picture of the two hands. So there were two male hands open like this. And um, it represented what our vision, our community meant. So on the left was his presence. Now, they're open hands. They're not holding anything. They're open in worship and surrender. And they're open to receive what he has for us. And so the left hand was his presence. And the right hand was his mercy. His presence and his mercy are what God wants us to bring to our community. His presence and his mercy is what God wants us to bring to our nation. 
His presence and his mercy is what he's going to bring across the whole world, church. And as believers, we need to be carriers of his presence. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We are carriers of his presence. And and the other side, his mercy, we have the heartbeat of the Father in us. And we carry his mercy with us. Amen? Okay. Thank you, Lord. At the start of 2021... We also held, you remember all the way back to February, we held um, the local house of prayer um, regional training. Now, I'll call it LHOP. It's just easier to say, okay? LHOP, local house of prayer. And it's from the book, The Grace Outpouring, which was a movement in Wales from Falder Brennan, um, where God's presence just saturated a community, a place, the land. The people just were drawn to the presence of God. And as soon as I read that book, it was many, many years ago, I just felt that's what God wants to do here, here, in our little part of the world. And so we held a local house of prayer um, training and we learnt about the power of blessing. And as children of God, as a royal priesthood, we have the authority in Jesus' name, not in my name, in Jesus' name to bless. The Bible says the power, there is power in our tongue to either bless or curse. Choose blessing. And so as children of God with the authority in us as royal priesthood, not just me, royal priesthood, you have the power to bless. In Jesus' name. And this is where, I think it's gone now, where the vision for 2021 is going to be very significant. Because the last two years, um, I've been in an hop with Lynn for about 18 months. But for the last year at least, there are many little hops also, whether they're husband and wives or um, meeting here, here and there around, just blessing through our community, changing the spiritual atmosphere in preparation for 2022 in the name of Jesus. The blessing has been very significant, okay, for what God is wanting to do with his grace outpouring into our community. So I just want to talk about that for a little bit. So we have the power to bless in the name of Jesus. And it's very simple. I was just telling Maureen, Jeff walked past... Our house this morning, I happened to look out from the top, looking down. I said, oh, there's Jeff. I blessed Jeff in the name of Jesus with salvation. All I had to do. But God hears that. God moves on that by the power of his spirit and joins in, not just takes over, joins in with all the prayers and all the blessings that have been going out. We're building upon the foundation of what's gone before church. And so I just add my blessing to that to that, to that. Okay, so blessing is important to continue just to bless, not in my name, but in the name of Jesus. So for about 18, month, 18 months, I have been in an hop with Lynn, and we've been blessing the land, we've been blessing the streets, the businesses, the schools, and the families in our community. And God has been faithful in showing us what he is doing, not what I may kind of think, oh, I should, should pray for that. Should, but what is he doing? The Holy Spirit leads this 
He says, Who have I, who's in my area, my sphere of influence, who's in my community? And the Holy Spirit says this. It's different every week. And um, he also he wants us to sow blessings into particular things each week. And it, it's different each week. I have five that we pray for individually or bless individually. But when we come together, it's usually by phone at the moment, um, we bless and see what the Holy Spirit shows us. And so um, I know that there are people already doing that in their community. And um, I've heard some good testimonies of what God's doing. So I want to very quickly share a couple of those testimonies. They're local testimonies. Um, Now, you kind of sometimes think, why am I praying that or why am I blessing that? But it's led by the Holy Spirit. And it just came to mind, Lynn. But I know Lynn was praying for someone who was bald and praying for their hair and blessing their hair. I haven't had any green shoots about or hair shoots about that one yet, Lynn. But God will lead you to bless something that seems ridiculous in the natural. But just do it. He's God. He's creator. Amen. It just came to mind, Lynn. Okay. So they're green shoots but hair shoots. We call the, the testimonies of his goodness the green shoots. Now, the green shoots are important because they encourage you to keep praying and to keep blessing. God shows us the answer to these little things um, and you think, oh, he's, he's doing something. And it encourages to bless into something, bless into that again or bless into something else. Um, so one of the first things that Lynn and I really had a heart for was Morissette High School. And he, he laid it on our heart so strongly. I said, Lynn, I think we actually need to go there and pray and bless the school. So we met down at the Bernie Goodwin Park there and walked up around the, the um, perimeter and bless the school. And one of the things that we had on our heart was that there was darkness, a lot of darkness in the school. So we've been blessing the school with light of God, the light of God and purity. And um, so that's kind of a continual thing that pops up in those times. Um, And the other thing was on drugs. We just got a sense there was a really heaviness in certain areas around the school that there was drugs being you know, going through the school and, and whatnot. So we prayed and blessed into that. And every so often it pops up again, but we just um, left it to God, God's business. And about six months kind of after we'd first had that on our hearts, um, I don't even know how I knew. I read the news or heard on the news or something that there was a huge drug bust in Toronto at a storage facility. Does anyone remember that? Um, and the police busted this storage facility in in Toronto, and um, part of the news report was that they were going to be sold locally. And it was the biggest seizure that they'd had, you know, in our area, and they were not only going to be sold locally, um, but they were going to be sent all across the state of New South Wales. And God's in it. I might not have been directly responsible, Lynn, like, you know, praying and asking God and blessing, but God took the drugs off the street. And I love that God shows us those little things. You know, there are other people working tirelessly behind the scenes to ha- that to happen, but God just reveals those little things. You remember when you blessed the school that drugs wouldn't come in there? Well, here, look at this. And so as we bless our community in those kind of little things, God does what he needs to do. And we're part of a bigger picture. 
Another thing that I always laugh about was um, Lynn and I pray um, over our streets. We bless over our streets and we bless that the council would only see Morissette when they have money to dish out. We bless, the, we bless the council and we say we bless our community with beautification and upgrades and um, the streets would be straight and the paths would be good, no, you know, bro broken paths and things like that. And I remember a season, I don't know if you do, <laughs> but there was roadworks everywhere <laughs> and it was really hard to kind of get around. And I just laughed because I said, God, you're hearing what I'm blessing and you're making it happen. Now, I know people can kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but I know my God and he hears and he moves and he blesses. And I have many more little testimonies about things, but I just want to encourage you to keep blessing. Out of our, out of our uh, tongue, we have the power to bless or curse. Keep blessing. I've heard of lots of little testimonies of people's blessing as well. So I want to encourage you, church, to keep going. Now, church, there are only three weeks till the end of the year. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to really push into God. To really push into the presence of God over the next three weeks in readiness for 2022, our vision in the name of Jesus. Know that God is doing something mighty behind the scenes. And this little hiccup of covid where we're restricted, is but a little hiccup in the history of what God is planning to do. So our vision for next year is in the name of Jesus. So I want you to really push in. I want you to just be committed to reading the word, spending time worshipping, praying and blessing others, changing the spiritual atmosphere and having an expectation in your spirit of what's to come in 2022. Let's continue to keep our eyes on what God is doing as we head into 2022 and to keep the banner that we are flying over our community and over our nation as the name above all names. Jesus. That's what we're waving. That's what we're declaring. So when I bless and when we're blessing in our group, um, I almost see a stake going into the ground. So if I was to bless, we've been blessing up and down the streets in Morissette, the main street. The railway station is particularly one area where a lot of people move through. So we've been blessing and asking God's glory to be tangible as the trains move through. And I see that's a stake in the ground and the banner, the name of Jesus, is there. Amen? Acts 4 verse 12. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Amen. To hear more podcasts from Grace Church Australia, make sure you subscribe and stay connected by going to gracegathering.online.